Join as Dr. Kashi discusses how to properly resolve conflict without becoming offensive or hostile, even if you, or they, have a history of screaming matches or passive aggression. The Good Doctor provides four ways to settle conflict so that you can find the perfect way to resolve it. Roll the intro! Good day, everybody. I am joining you this morning. Welcome to Coffee with Cashy. And today, on Dr. Cashy's Fix, a side of Coffee with Cashy, I am your host, Dr. Cashy, by the way. Good morning, Mr. Rubin. I want to start out with a little anecdote from my grandpa, because my grandpa, Frank, was one of the coolest guys ever. Economist type, sort of a bean counter, but he ended up loosening up, you know, by the time I was old enough to have a conversation with him, so it was all good. My grandfather said, when I was an adolescent, and it's stuck with me ever since, if two people agree on everything, then you have one too many people in the room. And holy cow, did that stick with me. (laughs) It's ugly in one lens, but I think it's beautiful in another. Uh, An ignorant outlook would scoff at the remark because it seems like it breeds confrontation. Funny enough, that person is right. However, the problem is that people think confrontation is bad. Uh, Do you know what's worse than confrontation? Sweeping everything under the rug. (laughs) So a wise person might soak this in. You know why? In my opinion, for that reason, creative problem solving and innovation are the result of varying perspectives. Relationships with loved ones are better off when you work together people you care about, you know, like just in general. Relationships are better when you work together. This seems obvious because it is, uh, but as always, the devil lies in the details. And in that regard, I may as well be a devil worshiper. But that's for another non-alcoholic beer, (laughs) okay? It's best to define terms, right? Everyone In all relationships, they have disagreements. Sometimes they butt heads in toxic blowouts. Sometimes they ignore everything, sweeping it under the rug, pretending like everything is fine and letting it fester. Many disagreements are resolved, leaving one or both people beat up and poisoned. Everyone in all successful relationships, they have resolution. Okay, actual resolution. For that reason, how a disagreement settles is the determining factor in the health of that relationship. And settling a disagreement takes one of four paths. They get their way and you get shafted. They left feeling justified in the result. You feel crappy, jilted, growing in resentment. The imbalance leaks to other parts of the relationship. This is a lose-win. It's a lose-win situation. Number two, you get your way, but they get the shaft. You feel justified in the result, but they feel crappy, jilted, growing in resentment, and the imbalance leaks into other parts of the relationship. This is a win-lose. The third option, the most popular option in all the books and articles and conversations and, and lay text, is a compromise, okay? And this is where things, as I say, they get spicy, 
they get spicy. Uh, here's where you see most of the common advice, often citing many good relationships are the result of compromising. I'm vehemently pushing back against compromise. Compromising is ugly. Do you know why? It compromises. <laughs> both people get the shaft. Both people give up things they want. And both people can leave resentful, jilted, and poisoned. It's a, it's, it's a great recipe for a lose-lose. Okay. The fourth best option, in my opinion, is brainstorming together. You actively settle on something that works for both of you instead of like both hating the situation. <laughs> Ideally, both people leave satisfied with the result. This is a win-win. Okay. The fifth outcome is where you both are so damn stubborn, nothing happens. And this is just the equal opposite of pushing stuff under the rug. It's not a resolution. It's violent procrastination. <laughs> what most people end up defining is confrontation. Keep that in mind. Okay. Even that explanation that I just gave those four points, it can be boiled down to this one quip. Okay. If one of you wins, both of you lose. So burn that into your brain. I think it'll help uh, guide your decision-making processes. Something, something like professional coaching, for instance, and, and talking about doing something like that is a great example. You want to actively change something about yourself, make yourself better. It could be handle stress so you can enjoy the things you like to do instead of medicating yourself with those things. It could be increasing your energy levels so that you can have better sex, be stronger, make more money. It could be to drop body fat so that you look in the mirror normally instead of being critical or avoiding the mirror completely. If you feel the need to ask permission to do any of these things, then there's definitely something strange going on. It already puts you on the defensive. Gathering points to pit your will against theirs for something that you need to do and you know will help you, okay? Common rebuttals from the other side are something like, you've tried this before and failed and assuming you'll fail again. Or, eh, things are too stressful right now, maybe you should put it off. Procrastination, right? Things will always be stressful. There's always easy to find something. Or they may something, say something like, well, we don't have the time, right? A low priority to improve the quality of life. You see how easily this creates a tit-for-tat? Even I'm creating a tit-for-tat just, in, just in, in the explanatory explanation process of all of this nonsense. This makes it a competition. You both operate from a win-lose point of view. A competition that, as we now know, both people lose. Okay? So now this begs the obvious question. Okay, Dr. Cashy, how do we both win? <laughs> Reasonable. You have yourself a short date. And I use the term loosely, you know, set time aside to sit down, okay? And you brainstorm cooperatively. And I'm going to go through the process of how to do that, okay? The best way to a win-win situation is to put arguments aside. Duh. Easier said than done. However, a lot of people neglect to even say it, okay? They're so busy arguing about what's right. And I'm sitting back going, why do we got to argue at all, <laughs> right? So back to the mindful observation side of things, carefully listening to and keeping track of, of what each of you wants, okay? Resolving something and making it win-win, that's a purposeful process. And this does two things. One, you find a reasonable solution. And two, you strengthen the relationship. Pretty good. I think it's pretty good. So here's the recipe for a win-win. It's got four ingredients, right? The first ingredient is making sure y'all are on the straight and narrow. It's impossible to work together when one of both of you are angry, anxious, toxic, resentful, have zero tolerance for discomfort. You know, finding resolutions is 
causing some discomfort. That's okay. Uh, or harboring Hello, any everybody. ulterior motives. Happy. You got to be calm and level headed. And this is a great first step Thursday. to make yourself better at things anyway, <laughs> right? It's a great first step to coaching in any regard. Winning and comfort, remember, are often disconnected, even if both of you are winning. Okay, it'll be it'll it'll cause discomfort for you both, and that's okay. I, I hope it does to some degree, uh, even if it's just a, you know a little tiny bit. Okay, number two, mutually agree that you're both looking for a win-win here. That's really important. Both of y'all got a pinky promise, like, hey, we're both in this to win at the same time, because that's way different than I'm looking to win. Yeah, I'm looking to win too. Let's do it. <laughs> Great way to breed some resentment and toxicity, right? Both people have to commit to solving the problem in a way that benefits them both. Steamrolling is outlawed. At the same time, stonewalling, stonewalling or absentmindedly agreeing just to end what, what is a healthy confrontation is stupid, okay? So three, here's probably the most important aspect for most people is to make yourselves invisible. And what I mean by this is listening on purpose. Both of you already know what's gonna benefit you. <laughs> but your benefits are more important, right? <laughs> Agreement, no. Disagreement, no. Observing and learning, aha, yes, okay? Very important. This is what I mean by putting arguments aside. Learning about what the person has to say, learning, like taking what they say and using it as a way to learn about them, that's how you put the arguments aside, okay? Knowing what constitutes a win for them is a key component at constructing a win-win. Make yourself invisible, okay? And then last is to resolve. So emotional pollution aside, a cooperative understanding of what winning is for the both of you. <laughs> you can get logical. You're both primed to win and let loose on your ideas to win. After you take care of the first three steps, then you can inject logic into this situation. You're level-headed, right? You mutually agree that you're looking for a win-win. You've made yourselves invisible and then learn about what the other person needs. And then you take that and use it to construct a win-win situation. When it comes to something like coaching and nutrition, for instance, procrastination, cutting back on drinking, stupid spending, improving your fitness, lowering your body fat, better self-efficacy, whatever it is, you know, whatever you need coaching for, whatever you, that needs improving, you can break that down into three separate components. There's skill practice and activities, okay? To get better at a thing, you must do the thing. That is fair. It is something you can do reasonably on your own. There's the mindful observation component, actively keeping track of the things that you do so you can measure progress. It's the only way to know if the thing you need to make better is getting better. Also fair, something you can do reasonably on your own. And lastly, there's dynamic adjustment and tailored support. What happens when you get stuck? What if you're in a rut? What if you feel like giving in even though you know what's best? Or if you want, you can have me help you with things like that, right? Expecting them to do that for you is unfair to them. They probably have no idea what to do other than either waving pom-poms or getting out of the way. At best, it's more responsibility for them. <laughs> and at worst, it's totally sabotaging for you. And secondly, it's unfair to you. You're creating this sort of gotcha sort of relationship where accountability acts more of like, a, aha, you screwed up sort of interactions, which again makes it a competition where both people lose. Or also common, the leniency on the other side is so high that it, it may as well be enabling poor behavior. And you're putting the responsibility on them to correct your behavior for you, making your success their responsibility. Yikes, right? Kind of a yikes. Do I really need to get into the ugliness of coaching a spouse or loved one? Okay, thought so. <laughs> like I said, if you want, I could take care of that stuff for you. So, so here's what we know. One, 
You have a problem that needs solving. And so do they. These problems have held you both back from success. Two, these problems you have have been around for a long time. So have theirs. I know they have. <laughs> Three, in the back of your mind and in the back of their mind, they always know, you always know, these problems were there. Four, you control the decisions affecting your success. They control the decisions affecting their success. And then five, last but not least, you need to solve these problems. And they need to solve these problems too. So which, problem, which problems plague you? How do these problems affect the relationship you have with yourself and others? More importantly, how does solving those problems affect the relationship you have with yourself and others? What are the negative consequences of solving these problems, if any? And how do the negative consequences outweigh the positive results, if they do? In the end, in most cases, both people in the relationship opt, opt for changing things about themselves, okay? The hilarious irony, perhaps, is that you can circumvent this whole bubba, whole hubbub, 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 rubber baby buggy bumpers. You can circumvent this whole hubbub, creating toxicity, worrying about harboring resentment, and you can resolve to get better together. This helps you and it helps them. In other words, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So stop asking for permission to be successful. It's ridiculous. Do it together. It's the best version of the win-win you can ever get. So that is, that is the, the lesson that, that eventually came from my grandpa's anecdote of if two people agree on everything, then one of those people is too, one, one of, you have too many people, right? So I hope you guys have a freaking fabulous day. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my morning on this beautiful via. <laughs> All right. I'm out, guys. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>